It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the highly disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? I just want to wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Um, it's been a crazy day. It's been a crazy week. Crazy month, crazy year. But we made it. We're here. It's the highly disputed holiday special, and um, we have a, a few guests we got lined up tonight. Yeah, we got... Uh... You know, we got some room in the studio tonight, so, uh, you know, it's got, we're really all just got our feet up, we got all the leg room in the world, because joining us, first of all, as he did just a few weeks ago, Shepard Snyder. Howdy. How's it going, Shepard? What's up? You know, you know, it's the holiday season, and you know what that means, you know, no Christmas is complete without, you know, a visit from a shepherd. So, you know, here I am, visiting the, the <laughs> proverbial Mary and Joseph. It's <laughs> Dylan and, and Ryan over at the inn, which is the so, so me and Dylan are Mary and Joseph? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so you need directional mic, so uh, uh, we're going to have to try to speak right into the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want me to repeat that whole bit? No, it was it was uh, good enough. Okay. Uh, with just, us. We're, showing, we're showing how much room we have in the studio. He was so far from the mic because we're just so lean back and relaxed. We're chilling. Yeah. With us. Not for the first time, but the first time in a long time, a good friend of the show, Nick Arguelles, yep. all the way from PG County. Yeah, well, PG County, that's baby. That's debatable. Um, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy to be here. Thought it'd be a surprise visit uh, and get in on some laughs. It's unbelievable. Got out of the car. You're playing all laughing during the show? You know what? This is professional. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sports show, Nick. And last but not least, I think we're going to make sure... She's been in here uh, once as a member of our uh, <laughs> patented uh, live studio audience. <laughs> our one-person live studio audience. Capacity of one. Uh, Michaela Gilmer. Hi. Hi. It's, it's good to actually speak into a mic for the first time on the show. Yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you, Dylan. For that sounded a little passive-aggressive, like you were upset that we didn't give you a mic last time. <laughs> you, I do remember you giving me a mic last time, and I turned it away. That's true. You did, yes. So I want to I clarify. I, I, did, I did turn it away. I was just the audience last time. I'm here for the, the laughs, I guess. Now. Yeah. So Everybody, any, Everybody's here too. for the laughs. We're just a couple little jokesters. Nobody takes us seriously. We'll show you. That's we'll right, yeah. <laughs> we'll show you what's up. Just watch out. So, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about tonight? It's oh, December man. 23rd, 2021. Uh, we've never done a show this late into December before. No. Uh, this close to the holiday season, to the new year. Today, it's the most important holiday of all. It's Festivus. Happy Festivus, everybody. Yeah. All right. Festivus. All right. And we'll start with the traditional airing of grievances. <laughs> Who's up first? Who's up first? Who's got some grievances? Oh, man. Where do you I know, start? Let me start. <laughs> I went to Dairy Queen just now, <laughs> and they had some audacity. Do you know what they charged me for the tender basket? Like nine bucks. Where oh, do they get oh off? Oh, my God. Where do they get off? Honestly, that anything, any tender basket that isn't uh, Popeye's should not be. And by the way, Popeye's tender basket now is like $11, oh, which man. is ridiculous. Because you have to here to say you're kind of throwing Zaxby's under the bus there, man. Wow. Zaxby's is arguably better than Popeye's, and I love Popeye's. Mm. Uh, you could say arguably, but I would argue back that you're wrong. Ooh. Wow. But it is regional. We don't oh, get it hey. often. Listen, it's, it's I, would, I ate Zaxby's in Winchester. Uh, 
like a week ago. It's it's festivus. We'll it's good. Disagree. It's good. It's not Popeyes though. Right. It's not those tenders, those big All ass right. tenders. I'll, I'll, I will take. I, I will say as a sweet wh- as sauce. as a whole, I will take Popeyes over Zaxby's because I think that combos, just as a unit, are probably better than the Zaxby's mm-hmm. combos. But I think the fair. chicken is fair. probably better at Zaxby's. Yeah, mm. I disagree with that. I, but, man, Popeyes mm, biscuits, great. man. Popeyes biscuits, they're okay. They're you okay. throw one of those things Jesus. on an ice rink, you don't know it from a hockey thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I Listen, if Popeye's say, had the Bojangles biscuit, I would never leave that place. Popeye's mashed potatoes and gravy. Obviously, the packaging, you know, it's it's a little, it looks like fast food. But flavor-wise, the spices in that thing, right. it's better than mashed potatoes you get at most decent restaurants. should have made that. <laughs> I think. So, I don't know. Popeyes just has speak a little your mind. special. Has a little something special. Okay. Are you hearing out? Are you calling out your mom? Love that chicken from Popeyes. She, you know she makes some good mac and cheese. Mm. I'll say that she makes some good mac and cheese. Some good deviled eggs every once in a while. Love a good deviled egg. Yeah. Classic Christmas food. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Sure. I most associate deviled eggs with Easter for whatever reason. I mean, really? it's eggs. They're eggs. Yeah, because my family, it's like twice it's the a egg year. Holiday. Twice a year. Yes, yes. It's twice a year we got deviled eggs. Thanksgiving and Easter, and Easter—it's—it's. It's, I guess it's because of the egg holiday. It's just more prominent. Yeah, I feel like kind of eat the same foods every year for each holiday, especially like Christmas. Yeah, like Thanksgiving, obviously, but like it's. I don't yeah. know. There's like also a definite like Christmas dinner tradition. My family it's the. Does. It's the. Still moves um, the mic closer to my face. It's the. <laughs> it's the, the dinner. Two of you feel free to move it about as you two speak, <laughs> yeah. but please speak directly yeah, into the I'm, microphone. It's, it's going to be like on a swivel the whole night. It yeah, is not. Is, it is not an omnidirectional microphone that picks up all directions. I'm trying you my. I'm like, trying my best. I have to like. If I don't put it here, if I speak over here, it's much. It's much quieter. As you can see, if we wow. look over to the side here, as this is great radio, as I point, as I use this as an example. But if I go back here, then look, it comes right back wow. up. And look, I'm speaking way too loud into the mic as usual. Tangible evidence. But I gotta go. say, it's it's the it's the dinner food category of, of foods it's it's you got the rolls the potatoes the maybe some ham or some turkey mm-hmm. maybe some stuffing but that's always to be eat like cinnamon rolls for breakfast mm. on christmas, christmas morning mm-hmm. it's a good tradition my nice. christmas tradition Simple. in my house Yum. is mm-hmm. is a uh, breakfast is green eggs and ham i'm wow. not sure where that came from sam but i am well, I know where the green eggs and ham themselves came from, but I don't know where our tradition came <laughs> why when that started, but or why it started, but there it is. Has it been your whole life? Uh just about as far as long as I can remember, at least like 5 6 years old. That's interesting. Someone must I feel like that's something you do is like not quite a joke, but it's like this would be funny to do like on Christmas. Yeah. And and then it's just like this is good. This is fun and then just Yeah, ham is good, year. egg is good. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. I have a hot take. Well, I don't know if it's a hot take, maybe you agree. Uh, ham, overrated. I'm with you. Uh, right, I've long you. had this thank take. You. Thank you. Yeah, it I just mean, doesn't do it for me. I've had I some good. You. I've had I some think. good hams in my life. Hotter but. take. I think ham and turkey are both a little bit overrated. Ah, uh, I I kind of yeah. agree. Yeah. See, turkey. The problem with turkey is it's easier to mess up. That's why people are like. I think a lot of the reason people don't like turkey at Thanksgiving is because their uh, their family doesn't know how to cook. Yeah, they'll make it too dry. I had the best turkey in my life the other day. I'll tell you what. We're at work, right? The golf guy we got in there. He is a former White House chef. He has made me cookies before. One of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. He's made various things. They kind of end up in the break room here and then. 
but we had a Christmas dinner for work. He made the turkey. The rest was catered by Bob Evans, so real big drop off there. Holy um, crap. But he did talk, make talk about a decline. <laughs> but he did make the turkey. It had a bit of like a a, a barbecuey type flavor to it. It was flavorful. Um, just every single bite, because you know sometimes turkeys, you know, you season it, you do all that. You can inject it if you want to with whatever you you got flavor wise. There's still some bits of turkey that just they don't have it. Every single bite was full. It was oh, it, it it was it was if if there was a gravy fruit, that turkey was the fruit. It was wow. wonderful. It was the best I'm turkey. I'm not sure I've, what that means, but that means. <laughs> so imagine like apple juice, right? It comes from apples. Okay. Okay. The gravy, the saying. gravy equivalent of that, which maybe isn't the best <laughs> analogy, <laughs> but I understand. Flavor-wise, it was like it was like someone came right off the gravy tree. Someone squeezed this turkey and got a delicious batch of gravy out of it. It was that flavorful. Wow. It really blew everything else out of the water. I had to mix it into my potatoes, my green beans, mac, everything. Because now this this chef uh, chef coworker of yours does he happen to have a son named Corey? I have no idea. Was uh, Corey in the house? Um, that's what oh, I'm saying. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Boo. Anyway, uh, I got these, an these... answer on the green eggs and ham. Uh, it happened when my mom was teaching preschool at the time. So she had uh, Dr. Seuss on the brain, thought of, uh, thought of green eggs and ham mm. as the Christmas morning meal. Give it up to the teachers. Yeah, yes. give it up to our teachers. We support our teachers here. I have some questions on about green eggs and ham. Okay. Can you can you describe what the plate looks like? Is it a, a like a boiled egg? Is it a scrambled it's egg? It's scrambled eggs with green uh, food coloring and ham. <laughs> and probably like, and toast, I believe. Usually uh, toast. I just I I feel like the cool level went down a little bit the there cool. with a scrambled scrambled yeah, egg. Yeah, but who wants to eat like a I'm sorry egg? if uh, yeah, I'll be honest, if I saw egg. like a like a sunny side up egg but the yolk was green. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got Nickelodeon slime coming out of it. Oh, oh my lord. Bring back the slime. Jesus. Nickelodeon slime, man. It would be like slime. It would, oh man. Um so one summer vacation back when the Nickelodeon Hotel like resort was still a thing. Does anyone remember this? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like convinced my parents to go down there and spend a few nights there for like a summer vacation. And this was in like Orlando, Florida. So we went. One of I'm not even kidding, one of the like drinks they served at that hotel for like meals and stuff was actually like slime. Huh. Like I guess it was like wasn't slime slime, but it was like you know, is this like green goopy like digestible mm. substance you could drink. I don't even remember how it tasted. I know. Um, I don't know about the slime they use now because it's very smooth and like they just have gallons and gallons of it. Like the old timey first Nickelodeon slime is a bit of a lighter green. It was like applesauce based mm-hmm. and like sometimes some of it was like pudding based. So I guess it was just kind of like that where yeah. it's just like I mean at the end of the day. It, it's it's probably just like flour and something else, flour and, and like then cr- cream and like food coloring. Yeah, just and you put a little something sweet in there, and it's probably yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense, I guess. But I think yeah, people... we stayed in the Jimmy Neutron room, so we had like oh. Carl Weezer, like Not a Carl Weezer, like just in the room stand. with you. Yeah, just in the room. Him like just it was him waving. It wasn't even a hologram. It was an anthropomorphic figure. <laughs> you could you could touch. He was the a Carl Weezer body pillow. Carl Weezer. <laughs> Carl Weezer waifu. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't sleep. So when you go to sleep at night, he's just there standing, waiting for you to interact. 
Jimmy. I've been informed I'm not allowed back in my house because of my Corey in the house uh, joke. Yeah, uh, I mean it's fair. I can't. Yeah, I fair enough. I can't argue with that. Aaron grievances. Anyone else have any more grievances to air? Like feats of strength next? Is that listen? There's no room for feats of strength in the studio. (laughs) It's taking all the strength I got just to sit in here with all these people right now. (laughs) Exactly. Omicron. Yeah. I tested. uh, I got my booster yesterday. Oh, nice. Boosted. (laughs) (laughs) I got a. uh, How'd that go? How you feeling? I'm a. I'm a little. I'm. I'm probably running. I've I've gotten better as the day went on. I had a fever this morning. I was I was chilly about five thirty this morning. I was shivering a little bit. How's your Just because it was morning. It was cold. How's my what? How's your service? LTE, three G. <laughs> oh, I got. I, the, hope, uh, I hope not three G. That man's got to be working at least five. It's yeah, three G is not real anymore. You're supposed like to get five G from the original. It's shot. LTE. I mean, yeah, it's on. LTE or nothing at this point. But um, I'm feeling all right. I got a weird type of congestion, headache type thing going on. Um, one of my friends. On Twitter, described it pretty accurately, where they said it's like there's a headache, but the pressure is coming from the inside and pressing outward. So it's like the outer. Wow. It's like my brain's swollen or something, but I don't feel horrible. That's just, the, that's the five G connection. It is, up. yeah. I'm just I'm I'm boosting up here, but I'm doing all right. I'm probably running about eighty five percent at this point, so it's not too bad. Good. Yeah, it's good to know. What kind of, now we're talking about Festivus? What kind of uh, what kind of a uh, holiday viewing entertainment have we been uh, partaking in or plan on partaking in uh, in this season? Man, I'll say I... myself have not gotten around to watching It's a Wonderful Life yet, but Elite that's a number uh, one top tier Christmas movie for right me. There. That's for me that's a Christmas Eve tradition. Yes, about seven thirty, eight one. o'clock. You turn that puppy on. We got it. We got the four uh, K Ultra HD disc this year, the, so we're about to upgrade it from the DVD. It's about to be a good time tomorrow. The uh, Alamo Theater in Winchester had a showing a couple, not even a couple weeks ago, like last week. That I was like, oh, this is happening. So I got my tickets and went to it. Nice. So it was pretty cool. I would love good. to see that in a theater. It was pretty it sounds cool. Sounds pretty cool. There are like a bunch of like old people. Who like grew up with the movie, who are like in the theater, like a couple rows from me, who are like laughing along to like the corny jokes and stuff, which I thought was <laughs> nah, kind of awesome. You got to, you got yeah, to. Got Michaela to. has never seen It's a Wonderful Life. She's gonna watch it for the first time tomorrow night. I did not watch it until last Christmas. Oh, and now man. it is my favorite Christmas movie. You, you, you've been missing out your life. It's a I mean. very nice slow burn movie. So like yeah, even if yeah. You, even if you watch it as a kid, you don't enjoy it. Like my parents watched that all the time when I was a kid around Christmas, and I was just like, "This is like an old black and white. Like I don't care about this. Right. Old people they're just talking the whole time." But you get a little bit older, closer to high school age. I sat down and I, I started to actually watch. I was like, "Oh, this is a very good movie. It's heartwarming. Has a good good message. Uh, it's just and it fills me with holiday joy." Mm-hmm. Doesn't do it for me. Oh, oh boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. If you if, if you like it, that's fine. Bullying like works. It, it's boring. Bullying works. What, what Christmas movies do you like, Nick? I like Elf. Oh, yeah. I can't not like Elf. Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone Two. One's okay. Two is better than one. Two is better. I, I watched. Yeah. We watched. See, Elf, is, Elf has gotten uh, some some. Uh, it's been a little contentious over the last few years. I feel like people are kind of coming around on it being overrated now. Now I can see that. Are, are you saying? Yeah. Are you saying that, or are you just because like that's been a thing you've been seeing, or are you saying that because that's just we, what we said in our group chat earlier? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I mean saying... it, it is a beloved uh, Christmas movie, but at the same time, people are, I believe, starting to continue to air their grievances mm-hmm. about the movie, saying that they don't actually yeah. like it because it's now been long enough that it's kind of becoming a Christmas classic, and now there's people, you know, 
And when that comes up, yeah. there's always the crowd that's like, I actually don't think this movie's funny. Yeah. I think anything. it's fine. It's Christmas funny. It's not, yeah. you know, funny. See, here's funny. the thing. Here, uh, That leads me to another point that I want to make. Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? I've never really seen it. Yeah, never seen it. I'll say I no. just want it because it's leading me to a, to a bigger point. I'll say no. It's whatever you want it to be. It's definitely a movie. We, we get it's definitely a movie. You know, you know, you got to think of that like, you know, with any other piece of art, or cinema, film out there, you get what you take from it. So if you want to think it's a Christmas movie, you can think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, Mr. Siskel and Ebert. (laughs) (laughs) Got Mr. Siskel and Ebert over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Two Thumbs Up. See, here's my take with with Die Hard. As uh, people talk about it, they like, you know, stand for it as a Christmas movie. People don't want to admit that most classic Christmas movies are not actually good. No. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Die Hard, you want to speak up? I I guess this connects to a grievance. But I am over a Christmas story. It's just yes. about sad, angry white people, and I don't want to sit there for too long watching it. And it's Ralphie honestly just a pretty needs boring to not movie. Shoot his eye out. It's just yeah. listen, the only listen. funny part is when he says "fragile." It must be Italian, and then after that, it's like uh, I that don't is care. pretty funny. It's good. It's it's got it's, it's it gets some jokes off, but I think as a as a whole cohesive like see it's kind of the weird. thing about Die Hard. It is it's legitimately a very good action movie mm-hmm. that happens to take place on Christmas. That's my hot take. Is uh. I think there are better action movies than Die Hard. There are better ones. I, th- I, think, I think it's, it's, I think it's the best. <laughs> I think it, I think it's serviceable. But yes, is it, but I've is seen it better. The best, you know. Put put. See the thing. See my point is that people go and stand on the hill for. Uh, they die on the hill for Die Hard. They die hard. They die hard on the hill <laughs> because. Compared to other Christmas movies, it's so much better than most of them. So they want to mm. they want they want it to be a Christmas movie because they don't want to admit that all of the Christmas movies that they like, other than that, are not actually good. Isn't Paul Blart a Christmas movie? Now that I think about it, no, it isn't. <laughs> I could I know I could have sworn it happened around Christmas. You might. Be I mean, if, if that's what we're talking about, then Catch Me If You Can is a Christmas movie mm, because maybe. they call each other on Christmas every year. Well, Tom Hanks and well, Leo DiCaprio. Well, well, I mean, that's the criteria people are like judging Die Hard by, though, isn't yes, it? Like it happens on here's Christmas. Here's the thing: they're wrong about those other movies too, and Die Hard. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, well, let's shorten it. Let's go to animated. Do you have a favorite animated one? Oh man, mm. I don't know. If I've I... got a. I've got a. Sorry, I've got a little deep cut. That. For my anime watchers out there, check out Tokyo Godfathers. Very good mm, kind of updated wow. modern tale about like the three wise men kind of. Interesting. About th- three homeless mm. people in Tokyo who find like a <laughs> who find an abandoned baby. Got an update. I mean, I, I enjoy. Uh, and they're they're trying to find their parents. They're going around the city trying to find this baby's parents. It's very heartwarming. <laughs> very good. They're I enjoy the uh, something over there. I don't know. Why. Something unrelated. I think I have an update on Paul on Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, our research our research this is the most department important thing is, ever said on our show. research department has kicked in. <laughs> Paul Blart uh, takes place around Black Friday, therefore making it a Thanksgiving oh, movie. Okay, okay, okay. That's wow. a whole separate story, man. Yeah, that, that <laughs> Thanksgiving yeah. movie, amazing. I've completely lost my train of thought because of this. <laughs> you got to stop the show for a Paul Blart update if you can do it. it you got to. Oh, uh, Scro- the old Scrooge McDuck, the uh, the Disney Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Yes. That's good stuff. Muppets Christmas Carol, though. Must miss- yeah. felt- Listen, a Christmas Carol is a legitimately good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the Dickens story yeah. is very good. I, f- I feel like all the best Christmas movies are kind of Dickensian in some way. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> like Dickens? Get out. 
Dickensian. Dickensian. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You said it weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that Scrooge McDuck special. I know exactly what you're talking about. When I was, li- I remember that from when I was little, thinking it's a full movie. I found it on Disney Plus recently. It's only like 25 minutes. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it's like a like a half hour little like Tuesday night special they'd air on TV. Like it was nothing or like direct to video. But um, that was a good one. I was really trying to think of some like animated ones and the Grinch. The Grinch is good. I get, yeah. I guess if you're thinking the animated uh, yeah. ones, it's gonna be like the classics. There's Charlie Brown thing. Christmas is not a movie, but it's there nonetheless. Yeah, there's there's Nightmare specials. Before Christmas. I just watched Charlie Brown like right before I got here. Still holds wow. up. Mm, nice. I gotta watch it. It's fine. Has a very like specific mood to it. Like it's almost like melancholy in a way. That's like this is like a kid special, and it's making me feel like depressed. Like I just want to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Which like, is kind of cool. Like Charlie, it's like, got a very lo- uh, lobotomy feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Char- yeah he's walking bit. around. He's like, well, you know, Christmas just has no meaning for me. And they're like, okay, and then they move on. They're like, Chuck, well, you're he stupid. He needs to celebrate Festivus. <laughs> Charlie Brown, Charlie stupid Brown, you, Charlie Brown, you blockhead. Does anyone on there call him Charlie? It's always Charlie Brown, Charlie or, Brown Chuck. or Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. When does anyone ever just call him Charlie? Or Charlie. Charles, or Charles, maybe. What's her face calls him Charles? The glasses. Marcy. Oh yeah. Marcy. Yeah. I don't I think any. No, I don't think anyone just calls him Charlie. It's always Charlie Brown. Because I thought I was like, oh, they don't really call him Charlie, do they? No. Mm. Huh. 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 Charlie Brown. Huh. Speaking of that? Charlie, always How sunny. You watched that? any of it? I've watched all of Always Sunny. Not the new season, but mm. yes. I got to catch up. Just a little, That was just a little side note. I had to all ask right. you that yeah. real quick. You want a better segue? Okay. Speaking of uh, Paul Blart, the <laughs> Saints. The Saints? Oh, no. Starting not the- a rookie QB this week. Oh, I thought. Why you were, is that? A, why is it? Why is Paul Blart a segue to that? I thought you were going to bring up the movie <laughs> starring Kevin yes. James as Sean Payton. So yeah, that's. Basically oh, that, okay. Yeah. They're, okay. They totally. There you go. I was like, oh, he's going to talk about the movie. He skipped, he goes, the, he skipped over yeah. what the uh, the connecting piece. Yes. IQ. Wow. He said, yeah. "You want a good segue? I'm going to skip the segue <laughs> into the uh, <laughs> into <laughs> the, the next topic. point." <sighs> I'm sorry. Do you think this is a sports show, Nick? Yeah. What do you think? What do I think do we're love that. Correlate those. <laughs> All right. No, I'm we should get it. We can talk about. Like, it. I do, yeah, like I do love that we special. had these shows where we're like we miss like late NFL season. We miss the first round or two of the playoffs, and we come in. We only talk about Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were really like, wow, we can actually talk about the end of the playoff scenarios, season, yeah. the end of the play- the end of the. We can talk about the beginning of the playoffs, but no, we're not here talking about uh, Festivus. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's more important. That's it true. Is. It is more important. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. Anyway. Do the Saints play this week? Yeah, they do. Oh, they're, they're starting, starting, a... starting Ian Book, the Notre Dame quarterback. Oh, brother. <laughs> Give me a break, Ian Book. What All has right. he ever done? It's time to find out if uh, the Saints are going to win this week, according oh, to Sticks Picks. <laughs> oh, what a segue. Because, uh, give us an update, second week in a row. Oh, my God. So, uh, last week we set the, uh, um, or the week before was the what percentage record. We were like 11-2. and two. Yep. Last week we tied, once again, the wins record at 13-3. and three. We are now... 138, 85, and 1 on the year. So doing pretty well. Pretty really well. Really rebounded. We had some rough weeks. We had some 8 and 7 weeks, but we're getting back in there. We're, we're shaping around a playoff form, getting uh, peaking at the right time here. All right. So this is week 16? E- yes. God. Already. I mean. And there's two more weeks after this one. <laughs> and then it's a full. It's week 15. It's always <laughs> going to be week 15 forever. <laughs> but, all right. So week 16 of the NFL season. Sticks picks. Special edition. 
with some special music behind it. <laughs> Here we go. Ah, uh, there we go. Ah, uh, just let it sink. All right, Thursday night, this game just started. 49ers-Titans. The 49ers are right back in the thick of things. They're 9-6 and six after tonight. Christmas Day football. They're coming for the NBA's ratings. Packers-Browns. Go, Pack, go. Browns going to Browns. Cardinals-Colts. Not the easiest turnaround game for the Cardinals, but I think they find a way to win here. Crazy how fast the team season can change. With just a couple games, they were on top of the world. They're fighting for a spot now. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Falcons-Lions. The Red Hot Lions are in Atlanta. They've won 2 of 3, make it 2 of 4. Bengals, Ravens. If Lamar returns, he might have to play defense. Wouldn't shock me if the Bengals bungled, but I gotta take them here. Rams, Vikings. The Rams are just really solid. They're not blowing everybody out, but they're solid. The Vikings are not. Bills, Patriots. The Patriots finally came back down to earth. Bills win the rematch, and it won't be played in a tornado like last time. Jets, Jags. It's a shame that CBS is even airing this game. This one belongs on Valley Sports. Eagles, Giants. The Eagles aren't very good, but they have seven wins. Make it eight this Sunday. Bucks, Panthers. My bold prediction is that the Bucks won't be shut out. They also cover. Chargers, Titans. Chargers should be able to sleepwalk through this one. Sunday, late window, finally. Seahawks, Bears. Big game for the coaching hot seat. Who wants it less? My answer is the Bears. Chiefs, Steelers, give Mahomes a practice squad, and he'll still run circles around this defense. The only thing I'm really rooting for is this game to remain in its time slot. Broncos, Raiders, the Raiders are done. They're cooked. Broncos by four. The Raiders. Sunday Night Football, Dallas, Washington. Not a chance for the football team. Not even close. And Monday Night Football, Dolphins, Saints. (laughs) We've got to. It's the last of the finale here. Dolphins, Saints. The Finns are the hottest team in the league. And they keep it rolling. Wow. Those. Against Ian Book. Against Ian Book. And those are Sticks picks. Mm. All right. Got the horse winnie in there. Yeah, we did. (laughs) That was a great timing. (laughs) He's he's getting that timing down last two weeks uh, especially. Did you click back on that at all? No. I did that? Wow. How about that? Yeah, the timing is impeccable. It's like exactly two minutes there. All right. I used to rehearse it, too, and I've gotten better just, just winging it. Chris Berman, watch out. We're Nick, coming. do you have any uh, NFL grievances to air? <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the sound of a man that has the grievances to um, air. <laughs> anybody who was on my fantasy team this year, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, Mike Williams. I'm not naming them all. Um, <laughs> His whole lineup. That's about it, honestly. I Nick Chubb, too. Um, COVID. Yeah, Tyreek's um, got it right now. I really need him to come back. Yeah, I'm out so of the playoffs. If, if you so. had COVID on your fantasy team, you would win your fantasy league. You would. Honestly. Coming yeah, on no, strong, man. Playoffs. I was putting up tw- uh, 30 points a, a week at oh least. Oh, my gosh. In um, multiple leagues, you put COVID in your NBA fantasy, baseball, yeah. you know, baseball lockout fantasy if you got one. Um, yeah. I'm just enjoying the games, Lock honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a rooting interest in anyone, really. That's true. That's a no. good point. I'm rooting for everybody to have fun. That's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited this guy? Jeez. Yeah, God. That's why we haven't had him on the show for a while. Everyone have fun. Rooting for fun. Grow up. Here. I'm rooting for Noah Hurtert's favorite football player, Barry Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, oh. Eagles wide oh. receiver, Bernie Sanders. Man. <laughs> Callback. Who got Noah that Eagles shirt? I got to know the story. Nick, what? do you know? I have no idea. Why is Noah? Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Donovan McNabb Noah's himself. personal friends with Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Still doesn't know anything about football. It was the Donovan McNabb from Always Sunny where the guy just shows up. He's like, I'm Donovan McNabb. <laughs> 
He's like, and I feel up at McDonald's. <laughs> so minor spoiler alert. Uh, he does appear on the season in some form. Not as Donovan, wow. though. A different person. Oh, I thought we were talking about Noah. Oh, yeah. It's like Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's on Noah Always does Sunny. appear on this season of Always Sunny. It's like Roddy Piper coming in as the like generic wrestler, the maniac. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, who oh else? My. is I was going to say that there was someone else who had been on Always Sunny, but I was thinking of something else that uh, could have been a segue. But Kemba has never 28 at half. Wow. T- 28 what? 28 points, <laughs> believe it 28 or not. 28 minutes. <laughs> wow. It's about 28 more than I the, thought he would have. He's going to, listen, Kemba's breaking every record this season. Watch out. Including the bad ones? They lit, they lit a fire under him. <laughs> they lit a fire under him, and he, he's coming back with a vengeance. He has not spoken to Coach Tibbs since he's been benched, and look at him now. Clearly a coaching problem. That's good. What, how do you feel about that? Is it time? Is a Coach Tibbs on the hot seat? Listen, love the guy. He was exactly what they needed last season. Instill a culture. <laughs> They've grown past playing him. hard. The roster at this point. Listen, the roster is not perfect, obviously, as you can see. But they've grown past them. We need a young offensive mind for this team because Iso Randall <laughs> is running out of juice. And we got too many young guys who need developing, and Tibbs is just not going to do that for him. Um, you know, I know he's got Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson still out there uh, running things because they know how, how to work for him. But we got to move on from Tibbs. I, I love the guy. I'm willing to let him ride out this season just to see what can happen. But um, unless something turns around here, uh, with this roster, 500 is not going to cut it. You got to, you know, a few games above 500, I'll accept, you know, just 10 games above 500, maybe get the playoffs. I'm not asking for you know a four seed or anything, but you know give Mile McBride the keys. Yes, give Deuce the reins, man. Like Santa's sleigh, he should be pulling all those other nine reindeer in the rotation. Did you call him Mile McBride singular? I said Miles. I think. (laughs) It sounded like he got one. He he goes one mile. Well, listen, he hasn't listen. He has because he only knows one speed. All right, hundred (laughs) percent. He doesn't have enough minutes to be Miles. It's just Mile <laughs> McBride. He hasn't put multiple miles on his on his uh, on his feet. He plays hard though, man. Like he he's he could play for anybody. Oh yeah, I saw him play the defense he was playing on. Uh, what Steph? I think. Oh yeah, he hustles Shepherd and he'll use him. he'll give you he'll give you honestly Shepard yeah, could, could use him. Oh uh, well, wait, hey, well, listen. Actually, we should talk about that because oh, I think the last time uh, since we last spoke, uh, we had two big games for uh, the Shepard women's basketball team. As they upset the top ten nationally ranked IUP, easy. Yes, it was easy, which made it even uh, even more disappointing. When twenty four hours later, they went and they lost to Seton Hill by <laughs> two points. Now, here is my thing: Why are they scheduling? Uh, you can tell me that it's like, oh, you know, this peace act. The schools they uh, don't make enough money. They got to do this sometimes. Where I know they got to have two, they, you know, two knock out two road games in one trip. This is the only time this entire season that they will have a twenty-four hour back-to-back two road game trip like that, where they have to play the big the the best team that they'll play in conference IUP mm-hmm. have that big game that's undefeated versus undefeated. This, they get all their energy up for that one. They blow them out. They're big, up by yeah. 22 at the end of the third quarter. Big celebration after. Yep, big celebration after. And then 24 hours later, they got to go to Seton Hill, which I think is less than an hour away from IUP. But still, 
they got to go the very next day. Seton Hill, they had to play the day before also, but they played it at home. Yeah. They get two straight home games. They get to play Shepard, who's been on the road since that Friday. They're playing on Sunday afternoon. Seton Hill players haven't traveled anywhere. And then they, they squeak out a win by two points in a game where the Shepard women uh, missed six free throws and had like 17 turnovers. Sydney Clayton missed like four free throws in that game. She had missed two the entire season before that game. Right. So what I'm saying is, Seton Hill, you got lucky. They got lucky, All man. Right? The, schedule, the schedule favored them. That game um, happens it, on it the even, other day, they win. It even took a crazy little run at the end of the game as well for them to win. I mean, Shepard yes, pretty Shepherd much had that in hand. was up by like seven with like three or four minutes yeah, they left. Had a, they had kind of blew it, but you know. A little 8-0 spurt there late in the fourth quarter is kind of what got it to them. But, you know, it's, it's tired legs. Um, you know, you just got to get back at it. You're going to have losses. That's not the situation you'd want a loss is coming off a win like that. You know, you kind of want to keep that momentum going. But, um, you know, if you told me before the season this is the position they'd be in with wins over Gannon and IUP going into Christmas, I'd say, all right, I'll take that absolutely. Um, still first place in their uh, division of the conference. Still doing all right in the regional standings. we got some work to do there because they're yeah. kind of hating on us for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I was actually just about to bring that up. I've got another grievance to air, yeah. all right? Oh, yeah. Gannon. The uh, regional rankings came out this week after after the weekend, came out on Monday or Tuesday. Ranked first in the region, Glenville State, as they should be. Uh, ranked second in the region, in the region over third-ranked Shepard, is Gannon, a team that less than three weeks ago, uh, Shepard beat. Yeah. So what's handily. the deal there? Beat them handily as well. They beat them pretty handily. It was one of those where Gannon made it a little closer at the end, made the final score look a little better at the end. Mm-hmm. But Garbage time. So here's the thing. These coaches and these people that uh, do these polls, they're not actually watching these games. Absolutely not. So they might not have even noticed that Shepard was up by 22 at the end of the third quarter against IUP, and they might not have even considered the, uh, the, t- the uh, fatigue factor of the road trip in the Seton Hill game. No. Seton Hill is now eleventh uh, in the region, though the fir- the only ones receiving votes that isn't yes. in the top ten. And I believe they still only have one conference loss. Um, they're doing pretty good. Seton Hill is a is a good team. So on top of that, I mean, they yes. their back to back was against a pretty solid team who is going to be a good competition regardless how much rest you have when you play them. So that was a factor as well. But the uh, the regional rankings, man, it was it was just such a joke. And I got to say the 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 national rankings as well are. are Pretty crazy. Pretty weird. Um, you know, we, we had a nice little conversation about Alaska Anchorage a few weeks ago. They were number one. They lost one game, dropped down to like eighth. IUP was top, what, six in the country? Six or seven. And uh, lost to number 20, Shepard. And they dropped entirely out. Shepard, the next They're game out. lost. They were they are totally out of the top 25. It's crazy. Shepard lost one game. They're out of the top 25. It's like you can't, you know. Yeah, there's plenty of one-loss teams in there. I don't know how they... Look at this. I mean, people, the people who vote on that don't clearly don't have the resources available to them unless they go to these teams' websites individually, one by one. Guarantee they don't do that. Um, it's Even just, if they do, it's, you're it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a sham. Uh, the regional rankings for their flaws are a lot better. So luckily, the uh, postseason yeah. will go by that ranking. Just got to keep stacking wins against teams they can beat, and they'll climb right up. Uh, Glenville, don't know how many games they'll lose because the Mountain East is kind of weak. Gannon, they play in the West. The West is pretty tough. Should have a few losses themselves. So I'm not worrying about Shepard too much. If they keep playing like they're playing, they'll they'll get at least one home game in the postseason. So just keep on doing what they're doing. I'm happy going into Christmas break. Can't complain. Yeah, pretty Shepard good. Won. If you told me that they went one and one in that stretch, I would have said, okay, they lost to IEP and beat Seton Hill, right? But on the men's side, not as good. 
Not the quite. Mo- the most interesting thing I can say, we had a, we had a, I'd call it a, uh, maybe a spat. So on, on Twitter, Rick Kozlowski, uh, sports editor of the Martinsburg Journal. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, they, there was, there was some, some, some tension here, I'll, I'll say. Mm. Tweets out, Shepard's playing uh, Seton Hill as well. Seton Hill, 0-9 on the year. Shepard, 5-5. Five five. Oh, no. Shepard up 36-27 at halftime. He tweets out a screenshot of the uh, box score here. He says, damn. This is a sports reporter, by the way, not just a fan. <laughs> damn. Shepard struggled to score in the last half of second half of Saturday. Today, whole second half, it appears. 36 points first half. 351 left in the second half against an 0-9 team. They have eight points. They had eight points in 16 minutes. Head coach Justin Namalik replies to the tweet. Uh-oh. This tweet has no likes, retweets, <laughs> but it has one reply. It's Justin Namalik. <laughs> we lost our leading scorer, McLean Corley, on Wednesday with a possible stress fracture. I can I just say, when, can I just, I want to stop you right there and you can reread the tweet. I thought that you said that his tweet, that, his, that Namalik's tweet was, that he was telling Rick Kozlowski this tweet has no likes and no no retweets. Oh, that would have been a great. That would have been great. L plus but it was he he took a more passive aggressive approach here. Um there's he, he's he's just giving them facts but also he's uh there's a little sassiness in there. We lost our leading scorer McLean Corley on Wednesday with a possible stress fracture. Oof. P Jordan was out 5 weeks. He, he's he's abbreviating here. He's tweeting a lot of characters. P Jordan was out 5 weeks with an ankle injury and still isn't 100%. Jay Gibson missed three weeks with an ankle injury. So, yeah, we, quote-unquote, struggled. But I am proud of how we have fought through adversity. That one had three retweets and five likes. Wow. We got a reply on that. We got a, we got, we, we got a reply on that one as Rick well. Rick Kosolowski got a ratio. We got a reply to Justin Amlick's tweet here. This isn't Rick. There's some random on Twitter. He's, uh, his location says Las Vegas, which is interesting. You'd think a, quote-unquote, sports editor would realize the circumstances. Keep plugging away, coach. Flexing emoji. Wow, this burner. He's not wow. gonna. He's he's not gonna f you, guy. So why don't we calm down there? Yeah, we don't, don't got to be all. Listen, I I love Nam looking much of the next guy. We don't got to be on Twitter like that. Like, go get him, coach. I love you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's a pretty uh, tame tweet there from Kozlowski, just to say, well, they've they've struggled scoring. Maybe it was the damn. I don't know that foul Maybe. language, but. Uh, he was just tweeting out like, "Listen, that's one of the words that's allowed on Stephen A. Smith's uh, yeah Twitter, <laughs> yes. uh, Twitter feed." Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess if you're used to somebody just tweeting out scores and and photos, and all of a sudden they come out like, "Wow, they're really struggling." I mean, eight points in the half it's with with three fifty to go. That's pretty terrible. Coach should see that and be like, "Yes, we're bad." Like, I don't care if it's the entire bench. It's not like, okay, they got outscored by 15 and a half, put up a few points, couldn't play defense because of your bench. Scored eight points. If you're chucking That's threes the whole half, pretty bad. You get, you're at least going to have, what, 12? I mean, come on now. You would think. You would hope. To an 0-19. An 0-19, yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the cherry on top. Is the that's, 0-9. The, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the rough part about it. But at the same time, they, they'd play a team like, you know, one of these IUPs of the world or... Pitt Johnstown even had a pretty solid team, I think. Maybe it wasn't Pitt Johnstown. Maybe it was Gannon or somebody else. But they've played those teams close. Yet they come out against an 0-9 team and score eight points in the half. I'm not sure how many they finished with, but uh, it couldn't have been much. So, Shepard men, man, they just... Uh, I had hope in them early in the year, and I get they have injuries, but looking like another one of those years where it's just like two or three games under 500 and 
move on with our life. But that's all I got. They did go on a bit of a run there. They put up 23 points in the uh, second half, but they allowed 42. 69-59 final score. Pretty good. Damn. Nice. <laughs> I've got another grievance to air. <laughs> Bring it on. The Ravens. Oh, brother. They're still bad. This week, Tyler Huntley started against the Packers. Which, by the way, the Packers. You almost lost to the to the replacements, all right? Tyler Huntley's good, but you were playing basically a preschool defense against them. Just kind of let them come back into that game. Scored 30 points. Could have lost that game if not for the two-point conversion. We just talked about last week on the show how people do not understand the, uh, the two-point conversion conversation. People just don't get it. Yeah. That, like... Nick, you see, you uh, you got anything to add to that? Because we talked about it last week, but again, the Ravens went for it. Uh, they tried to go for two instead of kicking the extra point and going to overtime. And well, I'll let you speak on it, Nick. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, if you're the worst team, not obviously just the worst team in that scenario, you go for it every time. I mean, at home especially, you couldn't get a stop on defense. You weren't stopping Aaron Rodgers in overtime. I'm sorry. And you also I mean, got to think about this too. There's a whole video we watched once on YouTube. It's called "Teams Giving Aaron Rodgers Too Much Time." <laughs> yes, and it'll be it'll it's be like teams a 20 scoring. Long video. Yeah, it'll be teams scoring at home, yeah. some type of playoff game. A minute oh three left. The place mm-hmm. is going crazy. They're up by five, three, two points, and people are just losing their minds. And then Aaron Rodgers comes out. Goes down the field, gets exactly what he needs, whether it's a Hail Mary or a field goal. 42 seconds for Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if he has a zero timeout. timeouts. Yeah. He, has, timeout. he has one timeout. I one timeout. I, I'm going to bet on him to score there, especially and against the injured secondary. Especially, yeah, when the Ravens secondary was me, Ryan, Shepard, and Nick. <laughs> They're down. We They're did all right. Horrendous. Yeah. I think you're giving me too much credit there. <laughs> You think you could have shut well, down Devontae Adams on that? Uh, oh no, I'm thinking I, sh- I should not be on oh, that I, second error regardless. To, uh, listen, <laughs> listen. Did you see Robert Jackson trying to cover Devontae Adams? I think you could have done just about he as well. Been able to right. beat the fake name allegations. <laughs> <laughs> and then there wasn't just the decision to go for two. That was the right decision in my mind. You don't want to give Aaron Rodgers the ball back with 42 seconds. Get first of all. Even if he, you stop him from going, going and getting that you know, game-winning field goal, there's overtime. Sure. You don't want to play for overtime against Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to lose to a coin toss. If, you coin, if you, they flip the coin and the, the Packers receive the kickoff, they're probably going down at least getting a field goal out of it. Right. And then you've got to drive down the entire field to either tie it or win it on that one possession instead of having one play for two yards. That's something we play, uh, talked about last week. One play two yards to win the game the play here's the thing i saw a few people saying they like the play call that was the only problem with the two-point conversion was the actual play i hate the play call uh greg roman uh, i had a tweet i had a tweet about this that i can't say on the air i just realized (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna quote it again i can't say it uh fcc yeah he called the sprint rollout where they admitted john harbaugh admitted said the play was drawn drawn up for mark andrews well, everyone in the stadium knew that. Exactly. <laughs> there was you, you had Hollywood Brown running that crosser on the other side. That, that Tyler Huntley, it like, it's really only there as a backup. It's like Mark Andrews isn't open. He was open enough to where you could have fitted in with a really tight pass, but it was a little off. It was just a little off. But here's my thing. That margin of error, that's what that play gives you. It gives you such a, like a small margin of error when you're yeah. cutting off half of the field on that sprint rollout, mm-hmm. and then you're basically saying, Mark Andrews, go to the pylon, and hopefully the quarterback will fit it right in there, yeah. right, in the, right in the spot there. 
And it basically, it doesn't even, or you say, oh, we want to get the ball in the hands of our best player. That's not putting, like, Mark, that doesn't let Mark Andrews go up and try to catch a jump ball, try to, you know, beat someone on a route, anything like that. Terrible. Just you could have just run the ball. Yeah, you could have just run the ball. Yeah, the sprint rollout and the, the they do it all the time too. The, Greg Roman, I've said it when he de- he defaults to about four plays <laughs> when he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> one of them is the sprint rollout. One of them is the QB power. The run the run straight with the quarterback. Uh, I think that's that's at least two of them. And then yeah, I mean, I mean the yeah, sprint rollout. It's one thing if it's fourth and one at the other team's 40. You can at least stretch the field. Yeah. You lose half the field, you can stretch it the other direction. The end zone, there's absolutely nothing you can do there. Yeah, you're literally, the, the defense has already come find in that box of 10 yards, and the oh, ends, yeah. they're, they're of 11 yards, 12 yards, with the you know the two yards out for the line of scrimmage. And then you're cutting the field in half. They're basically saying, all right, yeah, this is where the play is going. Go and cover it. Yeah, and it's, it's like, not like, you know, if your uh, galaxy brain plan is to do that and then maybe throw it back the other way, you need like a Mahomes, Josh Allen arm strength to do so because otherwise it's an easy pick six. Um, there's really just no hope for that. As good as Tyler Huntley's looked, um, even Lamar Jackson, uh, they're just kind of dead in the water on those type of that plays. That was the other thing. Greg Roman clearly changed up the offense for Tyler Huntley to make it more creative. He was doing thing. He was doing like a tight. He did. He was doing screen passes to t- uh, to Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. He was doing. Uh, That's how you get it to your play. Things like these quick quick strike passes with these guys kind of more spread out. Not so much of the uh, two or three wide receiver routes with with a lot of uh, guys blocking. Because you only have two or three wide receivers out there. Tyler Huntley's a more inexperienced guy. He's you know it's going to be tougher for him to make those plays. Why are they not running this with Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Why are we not running the same offense with Lamar Jackson? I don't understand it. Greg Roman holds this this uh, offense back even more. Uh, you see, talked about it on last week when I was on the uh, Acme Packing Company podcast for the Ravens Packers game. Uh, Stephen Ruiz for the Ringer wrote a piece about how Greg Roman's actually holding back. Lamar Jackson, rather than mm-hmm. uh, uh, helping him out, it's just the whole thing. It's the th- Joe it's Brady. The, uh, it's the thing where it's the thing where <laughs> he's not from. He's not from Baltimore. Um, I don't think, but it's where you, you play Madden, right? And if you have a bad team, you're gonna have to play good offense to score points. But then if you get like Mahomes, you just want to throw bombs to Tyreek Hill the whole game. And if yep. you have like Lamar, back in the day it was Mike Vick, where you just run it every play with the quarterback. I think that's what his like offensive game plan is, where he's like, my quarterback's so good, it doesn't matter what I do. And then it takes a, a worse quarterback for him to realize I actually have to run an offense because it's the NFL. He gets creative for a little bit, and then he just kind of settles into a zone and just kind of forgets that he has to be creative. Yeah. More. He's like, well, I can just keep doing the same thing I've been doing, and it'll keep working. It's not how it works. It's the National Football It's funny. It's the, this is the third place that Greg Roman's been an offensive coordinator, and this has happened all three times with uh, San Francisco – uh, with Colin Kaepernick, they got to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden, oh, the offense stopped working. Offense machine broke, and then he goes to Buffalo and with Tyrod Taylor, and they start running the same offense. And mm-hmm. after about a year, they get to the playoffs for the first time in like twenty years, and then the next year or two, oh, offense machine broke. And then we here two years ago, Lamar Jackson wins MVP with Greg Roman. Wow, look at this great offense. Two years later, oh, offense machine broke. Yeah, fool me one time. Something fool me can't get fooled again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, please bring Joe Brady home. Clearly, the problem in Carolina was uh, is a uh, Matt Rule and still is. It's not Joe Brady's fault. Joe Brady made Joe Burrow look like a uh, a uh, yeah. a world beater. Also, their quarterbacks have just been god awful. <laughs> right, Sam uh, Darnold, Sam, Cam Newton, Cam, Nu- PJ I mean, Walker, oh my god. Teddy Bridgewater. 
Teddy, Teddy, was the, Teddy was yeah, Teddy was the best they got in that bunch, and um, you know, not that I hate Teddy Bridgewater, but geez, <laughs> right? Like, that's the best. Poor Teddy Bridgewater, man. He's an unlucky player. He is so unlucky. Yeah, I, know. I feel bad for him. And now he's he's getting this place taken again by Drew Locke. Oh, he stinks. Good <laughs> he meme really though. Stinks. He yeah, looks but like but a man, nice listen, guy. that one time he was like rapping on the sideline. Yeah, he's a great fun. great quarterback. Okay. <laughs> no, right. Well, that's I got them winning this week against the Raiders. Actually, I'm glad we got to air a lot of grievances here. There is no test of strength portion of the show. It's uh, too too little time left for that. So we'll just end off the show here by uh, see if everyone can give a uh, just a Christmas uh, goodbye, a Christmas just something to some words of wisdom for the holidays. Can I curse? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start with uh, Nick Arguelles, good friend oh. of the show over here. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thanks for having me. Even though I just showed up, you didn't know you were having me. But, um, yeah. Thanks Everyone's for letting you. happy and healthy, and I hope everyone has a good holiday season. I'll give you one out of two for happy and healthy. I don't, I, I'll tell you which one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Shepard, why don't you Shepherd. go ahead with your, your holiday greeting? Man, I got nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> with all the random things uh, you'll right. come up with off the top of your head, you got nothing. I got nothing. All right, Michaela, you have anything to say? All right, everybody, happy holidays, and uh, go out to uh, your local McDonald's and get the Mariah menu. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, I'm familiar. You trying to like, give me some of that money you got from them? Like, what is that? It's public radio. We can't be advertising. All right. Well, I guess that brings it to me here, and uh, just want to wish everyone a. Uh, very happy and healthy holidays. Like just, just like uh, you know, everybody else said. But I mean, it's it's a nice sentiment. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. Um, I guess you know, all I can say is it's December football. Bet the under. Um, you know, I'm excited to watch the AFC North. I hope you are too, wherever you may be. Uh, watch it's a, it's a Wonderful Life tomorrow. Eat some uh, ham or whatever you like to eat on Thanksgiving. Deviled eggs and go into the new year with a fresh outlook. Um, with uh, Ryan Seacrest hosting things live on ABC, 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Please tune in. WSHC Shepherdstown, <laughs> the voice of Shepherd University, Dylan Bishop, Ryan Stickle, Shepherd Snyder, Nick Arguelles, Michaela Gilmer. <laughs> highly disputed. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with a barge yeah. in here at the last second? Yeah, the cop, right? <laughs> Let's give it, yeah, the cop let us the in. Cop, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, while we're giving plugs here, uh, Holiday Bash, TNT, AEW, Send Hook. <laughs>